Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hummel, the Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. I'm the general manager and Josh Proper, our service director. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Beautiful Saturday morning out there, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Another uh, Every day we have a day like this is one less day we have crappy weather to get to spring. So <laughs> I'm it all is. for it. Very true. <laughs> morning, Jeff. Anyway, everybody, thanks for calling, watching in. Calling in. We ain't got no callers yet. What's well, up with that? Well, they're getting ready to. <laughs> You're just thinking of them in advance. Hey, Delbert's in Palm Beach, Florida. What are you doing down there, Delbert? That, uh, huh. Sunny and 70 Sunny there. More out <laughs> yeah, probably exactly right. Hey, it's a call-in show. 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. You want to talk about anything in the automobile world. Excuse me. Automobile world. Let me know. Let Josh know. Questions, whatever might happen. We're here to answer your questions. But most importantly, give you the great price pack. He's about over 130 bucks. We need to reevaluate that 130. I think, yeah, I think we're a little we're, light on uh, that. So deal. I'm I'm just about out of the cars, right. and I think we're gonna we're gonna do some something different. So yeah, we'll have to see what uh, what we come up with for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get the phones ringing. Three one six four six two three six seven three. And as always, Josh, what's in that package? Uh, so we're gonna mail it out to you, but it's gonna consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We're gonna use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're performing that, we're also going to complete a uh, multi-point inspection, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components uh, that, uh, you know, just make sure that vehicle's ready to go for the next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the Big Corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which is going to consist of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So, All right. 316-462-3673. And, uh, oh, your daughter has an ankle surgery. Well, sorry about that, buddy. I hope she's getting better there, Delbert. So uh hope that's not a bad situation. hope it's an okay situation. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So anyway, Josh... Uh, some things I did yesterday. Yeah, what? Uh, take a walk us through yesterday. Well, I kind of want to. Yeah, I'm going to go down that road too. But there's some other things we that I thought about and everything else too. Is um, yes, we took the Team Three J went over to uh, BG yesterday and put the car on the dyno. And then, and thing is, that's the first. Um dirt car of any sort they put on that dyno <clears throat> so we had a heck of a time getting it set up and working because normally they just hook up a connector to the obd t- terminal and be able to pick up a lot of data uh-huh well we couldn't figure out to get the rpm into the, to the dyno to, to get oh, it to, to read on the dyno yeah yeah <clears throat> so we we did all kinds of stuff we ended up having to bolt a optic sensor on the block to go down a point down to the crankshaft and put a piece of but special tape reflective on there, tape reflective on tape to get it to pick up the RPM and stuff too. And uh, it was quite a little chore because it took us probably two hours before we even got the first good pull in on the car to kind of see what it was doing. But uh, we had some, uh, we had a fun day. We learned a lot, learned a lot of stuff. I want to go back again now that we've learned some, what we're at on the way back home. We uh, made a couple of phone calls to some of our uh, I don't know, call them sponsors or suppliers yeah. or what you want to call it about different things and stuff. So we're going to go back again. We got a couple more things we want to try. But I was standing over there, and of course, a lot of the people from BG came out to see the car, see the stuff, and everything. 
and uh, start talking about, you know, the fuel that's in the car, the, all the things we do. And of course, just lots of questions because there's so many people don't realize what goes on in a dirt track race, how much it really takes to adjust the car, turn the car, all that kind of stuff. And that's really what we was kind of trying to do yesterday is trying to tune the car better and do different things to see what it was doing. Plus, I have two motors and I wanted to find out if one of the motors was weak. Yeah. Guess what I found out? Neither one of them are weak. You're with them pretty, pretty salty motors still. So I was worried I was going to have to buy a motor or two or something for next year and stuff like that. But as of right now, it looks like we don't have to. Uh, but anyway, Darren came out and was talking to me about um, some of their programs and stuff. And uh, we don't realize that the deposits that our cars build so quickly, so fast and everything else from that part. Anyway, they had taken over a one of our 24 Mustangs. And uh, it had 42 miles on it. And we're going to do a few tests and stuff on it. And he showed me the picture of already at, at, at those many miles is the deposits that are already starting to build inside that motor. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. But again, we don't think about that in that part from that deal. So we're going to do some more testing. We're going to run some of the uh, same products through those race motors and do some more tests with them, trying to see what, you know, get them warm, run a compression check then run the EPR through the oil and all that kind of stuff, drain it out, and then go back and do another compression check and see if we changed anything. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there with the, with the race cars. We know what it does on passenger cars. Uh, they showed me several tests over there yesterday where compression was everywhere from uh, 30 to 40 pounds difference on these cylinders. They run the EPR through the car, come back, run a compression check, and guess what? Compression is higher, higher on all of them, but they're even. Even. That's the. I think that's the main important part is, you know, as far as the steady performance all the way through the through the engine. So that's what we don't realize is the fuel we have today and the hot engines we run and how quickly that those deposits can start building. And if you don't start from day one, uh, starting to do something to prevent any maintenance of these engines, they're just not going to, they will still live, don't get me wrong, but they will live so much longer if you do some preventative maintenance with these, with these engines. So that's why I kind of... Well, and in your particular situation, I mean, you're looking for every bit of horsepower you can get you i mean know? exactly well, and with our engines in the in the way these imc modifieds are set up we are so close uh-huh. i mean it's it's a driver's game and stuff like that too but if you can find just a little bit here and a little bit there and all that kind of stuff it's going to make a difference all over sure uh so that's what we want to we're going to do we're going to i talked talk to ryan i know he's been on the show a couple times and talked to him yesterday on the way home and he's going to have some products over here for us monday so we're going to start on monday we're going to get after it see if we can find out and what we can do with those two motors and uh of course we had a great time over there yesterday all the great bg people and everybody that came over and watched and helped and yeah when you were headed over there yesterday i was thinking man i don't know as far as like strapping that thing down to the to the dyno you know there's not really a so-called solid frame i guess really for the most part under that car and so well, we, i thought that would be definitely interesting too we just they looked at me and i said just tie it to the front bumper it'll be just fine i said look i pull it in the trailer with that and we tie it on the trailer with the front bumper i said just pull it up they looked at me kind of funny I said, trust me that'll work <laughs> uh we went to the back of course we did some suspension changes to the car yeah. Because, uh, you know, in the dirt cars, the left rear hikes up and gets going and stuff. So we did some stuff to the suspension to stop that. So the car would set steady and and, and solid on the on the dyno, which was a little bit of a trick to figure that out. And then yeah. I got worried because driveline angle. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that when that drive, when the car is setting there normal, the driveline angle is all jacked up. Because then when it gets going and the car raises up, then the driveline angle gets correct. So we had to adjust driveline angle and 
and everything else in the back of that car to get it to where it's it was smooth. Yeah. Uh, and not basically, if you have the driveline angle messed up, and you start running that thing as fast as we were running, yeah, out of balance, and, yeah, balance, we tear some stuff up pretty quick. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, you got a lot of stuff, a lot of centrifugal force flying around there for sure. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> then we, I thought we were about done doing some testing, and the buddy called me and said, "Hey, I want you to do this and this." And I, I thought for a minute, I said, "You know, that's a great idea." I wish I'd have thought of that, but I didn't. So we, uh, we did two more pulls again. And uh, it's it blew me away. I can't wait to go. I've got all the charts printed off and everything to go sit down with Buddy and show him where we did, where we were at, and all that kind of stuff. Because I know he's got some more ideas too, what we want to go do. But it's not just a matter of horsepower of the engine. It is. Don't get me wrong. It is. But it's also how that motor is tuned and how it runs, and then how you got to get that power to the ground. Well, and where the where it comes in at too. Uh, you, you got another good yeah. point there. Right? <laughs> It's kind of like everybody wanted to, uh, the BG guys posted a couple of videos of the car and everyone wanted to see the numbers. And of course, Thomas says, you know, this in the racing world, you don't kiss and tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, from that part. But it is, that's another thing we did learn about the power band of the two. That is different. The, the two motors do have a different power band. They do, do have that. That is for sure. There's a different way when that power comes on. And, and I'm going to tell you, the other thing is it's also where the power fades off. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you get that RPM and everything else too, from where you can see it, and even it's it's fun to sit there and listen to the motor. We can be right next to it when it's going through its RPM. Because on a racetrack, you really can't do that because you yeah. stand at one end of the track or whatever. And I'm going to tell you the the first motor, the older motor that we have, you could really hear it what we call labor when it got up into that higher RPMs. You could hear it just kind of fall off, and even though the RPM kept going, and you could just you could just hear it that it was just it's getting louder, but just just not producing the the pull. Yeah, know? just didn't so but again you've got to have rpm to spin the tires as fast you need to go well Uh, and then i mean there's so much of that that uh, by the time you okay you kind of got the motor figured out then now you're talking about suspension and being able to plan it and get traction on it but then you go from there to the your differential and your gearing and stuff like that and i mean there's just so many variables that go into this deal and, and that you're right josh so here's the next thing we realized too is we were always going to the tracks thinking of what gear we need to run per track. Well, guess what we figured out yesterday? It's not just the track. It's which motor do we got in that car yeah. from where we got to gear it to put it in this power band to where it needs to be. I mean, just a little bit. And you think about gearing. I mean, just 10 points of gear is about all it takes in these cars to change that. So that's the other thing we really learned is which motor needs what gear, what where the RPM's at and all that kind of stuff, too, to know where to to gear that and that's kind of where buddy called me to say hey do this and this and tell me those numbers and uh so i can't wait to sit down with him and say okay here's when you asked me to do this here's these and here's what we did when we did this with these and the outcome to that yeah and being able to so when we do go to different tracks now we and granted each track does take a different gear because of the you know the length of the straightaways and the corners and all that kind of stuff too but you still now that we know where that power band's at hey look out we got a got a little bit of a, and you know the next thing is we could be even though we know where the power band is, are we going to know we're going to hit that power band on the track? We could miss yeah. the, we could still miss the gear, and you know that's the, that's the thing is after you run your heat race and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do next, are you going to change gears? You're going to change tires? You're going to change shocks? What are you going to change? Adjust suspension for yeah. for the adjust suspension for that next race, and watch that track how it turns and does and everything. So it's it's always a guessing game. And there's a couple of times this year, yeah, we just, <laughs> just lost it. <laughs> we missed that setup so bad. That old car was terrible and everything else like that too. Well, but, then uh, I don't know. You get on it in in some situations. What was it, Boone? That you guys ran it that 
day or kind of midday and you weren't on it again until yeah that first know, day we ran it like midnight or whatever <clears throat> or after i think we ran it at, at 11 o'clock or something like i can't remember exact times but it was early in the day and we were not back on that racetrack until one in the morning the yeah. next day and so uh, the track i'm sure it changed so much but then you got atmospheric conditions as well all that, that stuff that go into that so so that's some of the other things we're going to look into too is going into t- doing how to tune the car by temperature, by weather, all that kind of stuff too, to kind of keep helping try to get better and stuff. Because I'm still telling you, these IMCA cars, we all run the same basic motors. There's a few guys out there running the open motors and stuff like that, which we tried and and everything else too. But when they're running that crate motor, that's a sealed motor that you really can't touch. All you can do is change valve springs in that car is about all you can really do on those. And spark plugs, that's about all you can really do to those motors because you can't open them up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now we know kind of, as I really thought the older motor would be, weak worn out. or tired yeah. or ready to be replaced or, or whatever and i'm gonna tell you I what i really if it was weak enough and everything else like i was gonna tear it apart i just want to see inside of it yeah granted is it junk motor then can't do anything with it yeah it pretty much is but if it was worn up worn out enough and stuff like that too then i would love to have torn it apart and just see what the pistons look like see what the cylinder walls look like and see how how that does and everything else too but i'm excited to see what the epr is going to do like we do when we do a gdi oil service here on your car when you're driving coming in our quick lane and stuff I can't wait to see what this does for the race the, range. See the what, compression see across what, the board. Yeah. See what the compression does and all that kind of stuff too. So, and you know, the biggest thing I think of, uh, <clears throat> I think of, uh, well, and I think that's where you're headed with this. When we started off the show, is when you think of uh, sludge buildup and things like that, you think of a, a basically a distance of time, and that's going to accrue over mileage. And you know, as a car gets older, but it's really about heat cycles. You know, that's what that's what's going to produce it every time that engine heats up and then cools back off and yeah. and stuff like that. And especially in your particular situation, you know, it goes out and it uh, there's no there's no cruising down Kellogg in that thing when it's <laughs> when it's going, it's running hard. You know, I don't know how many times I've asked Jake uh, or Jake's asked, him, yeah, can I can I drive it over there? Can I drive it over there? Can I drive it on the train? No, you start it and you run it and you shut it off. And, you know, and so when that when that thing's on. When it's going, it's going, you know. Yeah, it's you know, and that's the thing we did. We uh, just for some numbers, we 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 have a rev limiter of sixty eight hundred RPM, and uh, so we started the RPMs yesterday. We started the dynos at three thousand, and uh, then we took off and went all all the way to the sixty eight hundred uh, mark to to give that test. And remember, that motor's running that high RPM all the time. It's about on a cautions and a parade laps, you know. It's, 1500 rpms like you're doing cruising around but when it's wide open or you know it's it's 3000 and eight you know the 6800 3000 and 6800 you know that's that's a lot of more wear and stress on your motor than what you think you do in your car in your passenger car motors certainly but uh i think once we run those compressions and see what that does it's going to uh, blow me away i think i think we're going to really be surprised on that part but again everybody accuses me of changing oil too often on those motors well <laughs> Hate to tell you, no, I'm not changing how often I change it. Uh, GM, oh, we lost our screen back here. That's my fault. I wouldn't pay attention. Anyway, <clears throat> GM recommends to change that oil every five to six races. Woo! No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that long. It's like, and that's the same difference, you guys, in your passenger cars. Five thousand miles. That's the interval. Uh, or that's that, like using the oil indicator light and go until fifteen or you know twelve, fifteen thousand miles. That's just it's crazy to do that yeah i know and i had a deal just the other day a lady called me and said hey my oil light just come on can i get it won't change yeah get it in here let's get it done Twelve thousand miles 
12,000. I mean, I, I can't tell you, I can't stress you enough. Uh, when we go into another deal, we were down there at BG because they test a lot of motors and stuff like that too. And remember, your oil is what's cooling your engine. It's not the coolant that's cooling your engine. The coolant is cooling down your oils, basically yeah. what's happening mm-hmm. to you. But your oil is what's doing the most of the cooling in your engine. And BG has realized too, and that's why I always didn't really under, I always thought the lower viscosity oils, you know, going to a 520 or whatever was just a thinner oil uh, from that part. But they have discovered that running those lighter weight oils, the oil doesn't get as hot. It's cooling better is what they've found out. And they've done the same motor test with a 530 and then they went to a 1540. And under stress, and again, stress conditions, the 1540 is getting hot, the oil is getting hotter than it is with the 5W30. Hmm. And I think it's just, I mean, again, it's thinner oil. It's getting there quicker. So I don't know if it's yeah. moving faster, if it's getting there quicker or what it's doing. So I thought the manufacturers were kind of doing that for a fuel economy issue, which I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah, for resistance. But it's know. also keeping that engine cooler, running those thinner weight oils. Yeah. But again, if you let these things go as long as they do and you build up the sludge, you build up the condensation that, that develops every time you start the car, and you let that dirty oil run through there, and some of these passages are so small, it's crazy. This oil gets to it. If you get them passages plugged up, guess what? We got no lubrication. I think back years ago to, uh, you know, uh, oh, just just big motors and how you would fight kind of maybe overheating uh, a little bit, and you'd get big four core radiators, and you know, change thermostats, go down to like a one eighty five thermostat or oh, something yeah. like that, uh-huh. and I mean. Uh, and now that's not the, that's not the case at all. These things are running 210 degrees and you're running a, you know, 195 thermostat and the radiators paper thin and yeah, I I mean, they want them, they want them hotter, uh, for sure. Well, I think they're in the hotter temperatures, they're more efficient. Yeah. So I shouldn't say more horsepower, but I think it's more efficient fuel economy for how the, how the engine performs and what it does and everything else like that too. So Anyway, thin, Jeff says, does thinner weight protect the components as well as thicker weights? I get the cooling, but what about protection? Well, according here's what I'm going to say about that part of it is too, Jeff, is the best analogy I had years ago, and this is one reason why I have been scared to death on these motors to move them from the 1540 oil that I've been running to the 530, which I'm going to take it. I'm going to try it. I, I can't lose yeah. at this point. But think of a river. The, as, as the river war, water keeps running down the river, what happens? It keeps getting wider and wider and wider. So when you take a thicker oil uh, that's got bigger molecules, that's what it's going to do to the clearance of the bearings and everywhere in the on, everywhere that oil goes, it's going to wash it out and make those tolerance clearances. So that's why I was worried. I'm running 1540 oil in these race motors, put a thinner oil in there, and now I've got bigger clearances because that thicker oils went through there. Am I going to keep the same oil pressure? Well, guess what? We're going to find out, money, because yeah. I'm going to put the 5W30 oil in them, and we'll know what the oil pressure is doing by temperature and all that kind of stuff, too. So, But I really think, you know, years ago, we ran the thicker oils thinking that would slow down oil consumption, because back in the back years ago, it was. Yeah, you, it was you put a quart of oil in every time you feel fuel up was a normal deal back then in those days. You start them up, pluff blue smoke. Now today, everybody's mad if you got a little bit of smoke coming out of one when you start them. Uh, but years ago, they would burn up that oil. So you'd put a thicker oil in it, which would take up the clearance and stuff. Guess what? It would slow down the oil consumption. But back in those days, we didn't worry about it because we 80, 90,000 miles. What we're doing, we're turning apart and overhauling them. Yep. Today, yep. 80, 90,000 miles, these things are just still broke in and still <laughs> just going. starting. Yep. If you maintain them correctly. 
But I think a lot of times we just we get so busy in our lives, we get going, and uh, we forget about changing that oil. And because these cars are so dependable, so dependable, uh, you can rely on them to do whatever. And you know, so like right now, if I want to go jump in one of these cars out here in Flat Kansas City, we'd go. And come back and not even think about it. Back Never in the even day, pop the hood. Yeah, yeah back in the be. day, we'd make sure the tires are pumped up, spare was pumped up. We had stuff in the trunk. We went through the, all the fluid levels, did all stuff before we took out to Kansas City. We might even do it. When we got to Kansas City and check it yeah. again. Yeah. Today we didn't even worry about it. We get out there, we fly ninety mile an hour there, ninety mile an hour back, and pull in the garage and shut it off. And don't worry about it. Uh, but I still have to. Hey, look at that! How that pop back up? I don't know, Josh. Magic. No, I bet Gus did it. A magic. So, <laughs> he did it. I bet Gus did it. So anyway, that's what I, I was gonna. Yeah, I bet he did too. Little <laughs> turkeys in the background messing with us, isn't he? But anyway, so that's what I'm trying to tell you. It was, we was over there at BG, and they showed me that stuff of a brand new Mustang, and it ready. The composites are ready, starting to build that quickly, that fast. So yeah, there it is, Gus sneaking around back there behind us, isn't he? <laughs> Gus is our IT guy. He does a great job. He takes good care of us here. And uh, I never thought we could find somebody as good as Gus to take care of us and help us with all of our IT, all of our computers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the guy is phenomenal. So, uh, no, no one can hire him. He's not for hire. He's not for hire or nothing like that, too. But Gus does a great job for us and everything else, too. So, Gus, thanks for getting our screen turned back. I got my mouse there. I just forgot to mess with it a little bit to keep it live and everything else, too. So, so anyway, my biggest thing we're trying to get across here today is as you drive in your cars every day, <clears throat> 5,000 miles max, even put a full synthetic in it. The full synthetics aren't that expensive anymore like they used to be years ago. As I remember back when full synthetics oh, come yeah. out, the You're cost of them. Three times the price of a regular oil change. And I said you're better off at changing the oil twice as much yeah. with a multi-blend instead of putting full synthetics. Today, not the case. Yeah, Put the full synthetics in there. You're gonna, and Jeff, when you're talking about that, the most wear happens on a cold engine when you first initial fire it. How quick that oil gets to the places it needs is how quick it's going to have the less amount of wear on your engine. So a full synthetic, guess what? It's going to get there probably half as fast as a conventional oil. Double what a conventional oil will get there uh, from that part. So, But what I'm telling you is when you put the full synthetics in it, a lot of these manufacturers out there with these full synthetics think you can go 20 and 25,000 miles. No thank you. No, thank you. I mean, I think of, uh, and that's one thing that, you know, scares me on, on Mach-E owners or Lightning owners or, you know, the EV owners. It doesn't necessarily have to be those specific models. Is right. You know, that, that you still have preventative maintenance. Like, that doesn't take it away. Uh, and uh, so I think of the intervals of that 5,000-mile interval or people extending that of the everything else. What How's the tires doing? How about tire pressures? You know, what's the brakes look like? Are we Is the wear okay on the tires? You know, steering well, and suspension stuff. And we're already pretty sure that the EVs are going to wear out tires faster Certainly. than a normal car because so, of the regenerative braking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we looked up uh, just yesterday. I was curious about it but uh so um, a mock e we looked up the the gross vehicle weight of it it was almost six thousand pounds i mean that's compared wow. to i didn't realize they weighed that much yeah compared to like a fusion or or something like that i mean the um, the amount of weight that's on there and then the manufacturer will typically put a softer compound tire on it because it's an ev vehicle you have no motor noise you have no engine noise you know there's no the drivetrain uh stuff yeah. like that and so they they've got to put that softer compound tire on there to make it quiet because otherwise you'll hear a bunch of road noise coming from the the tires. So, uh, you know, there's even uh, uh, in a lot of the EVs you see in the interior of the tire, there's a foam band 
that is adhered to the inside of the tire to keep the road noise down. And I've seen those come apart too. Yeah. I've seen a picture yeah. of that. But remember, as you're braking and as you're accelerating, that tire's wearing both ways on a on, a, on an ice vehicle. When you're braking, it's not really wearing that tire as bad. So in turn, to keep the tire life up there, you need to rotate those tires every 5,000 miles. So it's still a 5,000-mile interval. Granted, you're not going to get your oil changed in an EV. Yeah. But these other things that we do every 5,000 miles still needs to be done to an EV. And that's where everybody gets out there. Oh, there's no maintenance on an EV. Uh, yeah, there is. It's just not an oil change. That's all that amounts to from that part. I mean, there's even a cooling system that still has to be checked. Yep. Granted, it needs probably go a couple of years before you need to worry about that. But you still got to worry about that pH level in the, in the cooling system because those cooling systems are doing what? They're cooling the batteries uh, from that part. So, hey, 316-462-3673. Hey, let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything you don't understand, or you want to talk about anything in the automobile world, we'd love to hear from you. Comment on that, too. So 316-462-3673 comes right in the front desk. Tell the girls you want to get patched in the podcast. We'll get you on here. And then Josh will get you out to that package out at over 130 bucks. Got quite a few transports come on over the last couple of days. Uh, you know, getting, we have. Getting some inventory for you sure. Know, I was talking to my drivers that drive up here. They said there's quite a few cars sitting in Kansas City, so that's good and everything else, too. I know the strike is still going on strong. And, uh, you know, Bill Ford went out and made a pretty great statement, I thought. Of talking about how the uh, the union and the UAW and Ford need to work together and realize the competition, that kind of thing. And now uh, I thought it was a great statement. I really did. And, uh, and you know, Mr. Fain went right back out there and, and blasted him again and stuff like that for those comments and stuff, too. But uh, I think we've really got to I hope they can get this resolved quickly. We get yeah. back to work and get things going and everything else like that, too. And I, I the money's that's been put on the table and the unions don't think that's good enough. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, I, I see all sides of this equation. I've looked at it from the workers. I've looked at it from the UAW. I've looked at it from Ford. I've looked at it from us dealers. Yeah. But the ones I'm really concerned about is you as a consumer out there. What's it going to do to you? What's this, what's these strikes going to do? What's it going to do to the price of the cars? What's going to do the price of parts? What's it going to do to all the same situations? I think Fane thinks he can go out and just pay all these people more money and the main, and the companies just absorb it. it, absorb yeah. it. And that's not going to happen. You know? Yeah. So that's you. The end consumer is the one I'm more concerned about because you're the one that's get going to get hurt more than anybody in this equation because you're not going to get the products and services that you need and you want to take care of your car and keep it moving. In my opinion, opinions are like you know what we all got one, but you got a comment about the strike and whatever want to get on the air and talk about that. Love to hear from you. Let's get it going. Three one six four six two three six seven three. Anyway, Josh, uh, busy week in the shop. I know it's been crazy. Yeah, it was. I had a situation happen the other day that uh, it really just—I don't know—it really just took me back a little bit. Like I—I uh, I was kind of blown away, but then also, you know, there's all sorts of people out there. Everybody's got their own ideas and ways of doing things and all that stuff. And uh, so <clears throat> to to kind of get into this a little bit. So what had happened was, uh, had an individual that went to the, went to the parts department and bought a part for a Mustang. Um, and they had got a, a module, uh, and they, the parts guy, it was a powertrain control module, Uh oh. but the parts guy, uh, you know, we got him the part, but also said, you know, Hey, this, this is going to have to be programmed to that vehicle uh specifically like it's not just a it's not just a plug and play thing so just want to make you aware of that and so then they uh, brought him over to the service department and i was visiting with this individual and uh speaking with him about you know hey what's what's going on what's what's the deal and 
it, it just blew me away <laughs> what what with what was going down so the individual uh that that had come in uh actually came in for uh looking at some rc parts initially then uh from our traxxas Traxxas stuff right Uh Mm -hmm. yep so uh getting his grandson into uh rc cars well he goes out on the vehicle or that the traxxas rc car that he was looking for parts for uh when he came in he had found from off of facebook marketplace or somewhere online so went to that guy's house and bought uh bought this car that he used car that he had, uh, for sale. And while he was there, he was conversating, Hey, you know, uh, seeing this Mustang sitting over in the corner and was saying, you know, Hey, what's going on with that thing? And the guy's like, Oh, I've had several people look at it and can't get it to run and this, that, and the other. And, uh, so they were, those two got together and were looking at this car (laughs) and okay. He says, well, I think I can fix it if I can get a, if I can get a manual for it. So the, the other guy got so a manual. A no start situation. Or even so know? it was a, it was a, it would run, start and run, but it would just run real crappy. Okay. And like all sorts of lights, all everything like that. The owner of the car was letting the guy that bought something from him off of Facebook marketplace work mechanically work on the car okay okay yep after multiple other people's had looked at it well that guy come up here and was looking for uh because the owners may or the manual the repair manual that they had had didn't have all the detailed information that he thought he needed so he come up here to try and get the some more schematics and just wanted the schematics of the the pcm okay so i was like all right i'll uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give in here. So I printed off all the PCM schematics. There was about eight pages of wiring diagrams, but it was specific to that vehicle and put them down and he was going through them, trying to read them and couldn't decipher, like didn't know how to read a wiring diagram. Okay. So here this guy is that's working on this vehicle that it, he came off of Facebook marketplace and I don't know what the outcome of it was, but I said, look, here's the deal. We have a no charge diagnosis to the, this is to the owner of the vehicle. I said, we have a no charge diagnosis. You're more than welcome to bring the vehicle up here. We'll take a look at it, see what's going on with it for you. And those, the two of them left, but he had said, made the statement that he had probably uh, seven or eight different people look at it and nobody could figure it out. Okay. But I, I do not understand (laughs) one. I don't know the guy, the guy that he had at that point didn't even know how to read a wiring diagram. And he's supposed to fix out, figure out this electrical issue on this car. Can't now, fix him under the shade tree anymore. Can we Josh? Now I think of how many of the seven or eight other guys that had looked at it and what kind of condition the car is in from taking unnecessary things apart or poking or prodding on unnecessary things but then as a consumer or the owner, the car's been sitting over a year or a year and a half. And the headache that you would have had to have gone through dealing with all, every one of those seven or eight guys or whatever that's looked at the car and touched it. And then uh, not to mention the, the he had a list of stuff that he had replaced on the car 
it was, I mean, there was at least nine or 10 parts that they had. And nothing's fixed it, right? And nothing's fixed it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm just blown away or myth by why, why waste that energy? Why waste that, you know, just take it to somebody that knows what to do and get it done. <laughs> it just blows me away. Yeah, I get it. You know, Josh, it's 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 back to again. I got in this kind of, kind of the same scenario, not the like same scenario, but I got involved with a guy the same way, using a code reader instead of a scanner. And uh, remember, code reader is going to get you all the way deep as you have to possibly go to figure out these codes. Uh, but really, the real problem is whatever code that code reader is reading might not even be close to really the real problem of what it is if you put a scanner in it. So that's what I told this guy. I said, "Stop looking at a code reader. Get it to me." Bring it to me. Let me put a scanner in it. Let's scan all the codes, scan all the modules to see which one, because one module can take out another. Certainly. And that code reader can't read those codes, which really causes a problem, but it's reading the codes of the module that's down because this other module had taken it down. So it got here yesterday. Finally, the tow truck did bring it here yesterday. So it got here yesterday afternoon. So we'll see what we can figure out what's happening with it, what's going to go with with that particular car and everything else too. But uh, I, I, I just don't, I can't, fa- I can't stress that enough, everybody, is is these cars are so technical and what's happening with those cars and stuff like that. If you don't have a proper trained technician, if you don't have the right tools, if you don't have the right training, I mean, we got the best technicians in the world, but these guys are con- consistently training and getting better and knowing what's happening with these cars. And it's, it's fun to come back in the shop now and you got two or three guys, you know, it used to be years ago, you think they were just messing around, <laughs> but now you got two or three guys are putting their heads together to say, hey, I had this problem or hey, look at this or look at that or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, and that's what's happening in our shop today. We I go back the other day, and there's three guys under this truck, and guess what? They're fighting a the rear-end deal, but he's got a couple of guys over saying, hey, what am I doing wrong here? What do we got to do? And that's what's so great with the amount of technicians we have. Certainly. Well, and, just the years of experience and, you know, uh, the situations that everybody in, gets involved in and and the experience that's that's built off of that is is huge, you know? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't yeah. imagine being in a, in a, you know, one or two tech shop. You know, um, of course, obviously the volume of vehicles that you would see at that point would be less, but it would, uh, it would definitely be a lot harder to, to navigate through that for yeah. sure. So, you know, and it's another deal, you know, preventative maintenance stuff. There's a lot of shops that you can do preventative maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And I had a gentleman ask me about that the other day and I just said, you know, be careful, you know, uh, from that part. But, you know, as, as I drove in this morning and watched our line out coming out of quick lane and stuff like that too. And everybody that trusts us to go in and service these cars and, and, uh, <clears throat> putting the right products in these cars, the right fluids, the right filters, the right everything in behind there is, uh, what we're trying to do. So anyway, Hey, let's get the phones ringing. <clears throat> 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything about the old lovely strike that's going on or anything at all. Gus is back in the background playing again. Oh, I don't know what he's got up there. I don't know. Maybe I jacked it up again. I don't know. I've been trying to play with my mouse to keep it going, Josh, but maybe I did something wrong again. All right, Gus, get us back up, will you? <laughs> Can you guys announce the car show for November 4th? God, we forgot about that too, Josh. Yeah, I was going to grab one of those flyers. Uh, I left it laying on my desk this morning. Yeah, so, so November the 4th, we well, are going to be. Well, I don't have to just have them call in. Yeah, Billy, call on in here and let's talk about the car show coming up November 4th. We're going to do the radio show from over there from 9 to 10 over on there. It's over at... Uh, There's a church over at... Uh, Passage Ways mm-hmm. is what he's saying. Yeah. So, yeah, Billy, call in here. It's 316-462-3673. Going to have a lot of fun November the 4th. Hope it's not too cold, Josh. It'll be fine. Sunny and 70. Sunny and 70. 
So, uh, yeah, a great car show. It's presented by the Mustang Club. And everybody thinks, oh, you just bring your Mustangs. No, we're, they're inviting every type of car, anything you want to bring to this car show. So, Billy, get on the phone here. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's going on with the car show. Uh, but uh, we'll be there on the radio show and stuff like that, too. We gave some great door prizes. So I know if we gave some, a lot of other people are going to give some door prizes and stuff, a lot of stuff to have fun with there. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I had that uh, flyer sitting on my keyboard this morning and was going to grab it when I came over and uh, got sidetracked. And that never happens, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Delbert says it's not going to be warm, sunny, and 70. Delbert. It's sunny and 70 where he's at, to yeah. it? Give me sunny and 71, probably. 71. <laughs> yeah, 72. So, uh, so anyway, we'll see if we we'll get Bill on the phone here, and uh, we'll have a great car show in November the 4th. Just right over here, I think it's at Central and Tyler, but don't quote me on that exact address, but we'll get that on there for you, too, uh, from that part. So, uh, anyway, Josh, uh, what else we got on, on the uh, agenda here today? Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We got the lovely PRI coming up. We, got we do. Energy. Yeah. That's ready coming around the corner, too, uh, from that part, too, so. This, uh, this next week is going to be pretty busy around the dealership. We do a couple of different things for Halloween, from a pumpkin carving contest to a Halloween trick-or-treat uh, deal that uh, uh, hand out candy and stuff like that. So I got that coming up. I just cannot believe that it's freaking the end of October already. I mean, I know it's not, but it is. Like, and, and we're talking about uh, Black Friday is another thing that, you know, we're gearing up for yeah uh, i'm gonna tell you we got our 10 cars already yeah. this is a record we've had them this quick and this fast so everybody if you're not familiar with our black friday gotta be in line by seven but i'd be in line by 6 45 we yep. have 10 cars we, we, we will reveal on wednesday before thanksgiving and uh i'm pretty pretty pumped about the 10 we got i would uh would agree with that as well uh you know it uh definitely kind of fell together we uh <clears throat> There's there's situations and scenarios I think we get into that where it comes down to the <laughs> down to the wire around this place, not specifically with just Black uh, Friday, just in general, but uh, controlled you know, chaos. It is it. exactly con- controlled chaos from that side of things. So I'm not sure if somebody's got a fever. We're already <laughs> geared up and ready to go for this. So uh, yeah, so you don't want to miss Black Friday out here at Mill Hill and Ford. It's always fun to do. It's exciting to do. We'll be here bright and early, but uh, we'll. We'll draw the line at seven o'clock, and then we'll start drawing numbers for those those ten cars. And uh, like I said, we'll reveal them on Wednesday evening about six o'clock. We'll parade them out, put them out on lots so you can see them and stuff like that too. But if you don't know this, we've got those ten cars. Uh, they're great cars. They've been yeah. through the shop, and yes, we spent a lot of money on them this year compared to what we did in the past on these cars and making them right, ready to go. The tires are good, the brakes are good, the suspension good, their safety, everything else from that part uh, to t- get you taken care of. But it starts the. Fr- First car is ninety nine bucks, and we go all the way to nine hundred ninety nine dollars uh, on those cars, and uh, it's always a fun and hoots who gets those cars and stuff like that too. And uh, so you don't want to miss it. I mean, it's a great time, great fun. And then after that, Lisa turns around and yeah, has so all kinds of prizes, all stuff sorts like, of other prizes and stuff like stuff that too. There's no more better, funner place to be on Black Friday than out here, out here at the big corner. So we, hopefully, it's not too cold. We have a couple of years that it's kind of cold and stuff, but we'll see if it, uh, but you don't want to miss it. And it's a lot of fun stuff too. So. Anyway, I wonder if we're going to get Billy to call in and talk yeah, about the car show. Uh, he's coming. All we're right. getting patched through here. So. Sweet. We'll get Billy on here, get all the exact technical uh, stuff on the car show coming up November the 4th. Again, we'll be live out there doing the radio show from there, from that part. And if the weather's pretty decent, Josh, I don't know. I might have to break the old phone. Oh, yeah. And come out and have some fun with that, too. So we'll get Billy patched in here and talk about the car show and uh, get that fixed up. Got him coming. Yep. Here he goes. Yep.
Good morning. You're on live with Under the Hood. Yeah, this is uh, Bill Lindsay with South Central Kansas Mustang Club. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you doing? We're doing very good. Uh, hey, I apologize. Uh, I grabbed that flyer. It was on my on my desk this morning. I was going to talk about it, and I walked off and left it. So, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So yeah, I just heard I just heard you guys ask me to maybe call in. Yep, yep. Can you give us uh give us the full de- full line of details on this thing? Okay, it's uh, Saturday, November fourth at um, Grace Point Church. Um, and Grace Point uh, is at Tyler and uh, Central, right? I heard the old Simmons West Theater. Okay, okay. Uh, um, trying to get the address here. It's ninety. Uh, what is it? Ninety thirty-five West Central, I believe it is. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, ninety thirty-five West Central. Uh, it's uh, nine to three. Uh, open to all makes models bikes and it's been fitting uh, passageways. Okay. Um, and it's a suggested donation of a twenty dollars a car, and uh, we'll have uh, I think we're going to have a raffle going on and uh, a few other things, uh, door prizes, and uh, uh, I know. Uh, uh, Riverside Cafe is the coupon for buy one, get one half off during the show. And um, I think O'Reilly's is coming on board. So it's uh, uh, just to help out Jennifer and the, and the gang over there. So they're trying to raise money for the um, uh, second home for the uh, female homeless veterans. Well, that's, a good, good. that's a good yeah. cause. We need to help and support. So, uh, so Saturday, November the 4th, 9 to 3. Um, yes, you're going to have raffles going on and everything else too. And, uh, $20 minimum to get in for each car. Right. But you'll accept, yeah, you'll accept more, of course, right. Per car. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you have, uh, uh, the other thing, it's an all makes all models, but it's the Mustang club doing it. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, recognizing, uh, yeah. recognizing that there's other vehicles out there too. So that was uh, when we first started handing the flyers out for that. Everybody's going, well, it's South central Kansas, you know, Mustang club doing the, sh- doing the show. Wonderful. It's an all, you know, Mustang, all Ford show. And uh, no, 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 no. You know, we do our show in the summer and, uh, and of course you have, you know, the all Ford show, you know, Back in September, so I said it's not. Um, this is open to all makes and models. So, um, and uh, just to benefit, you know, actually just to benefit uh, uh, Jennifer and her and her group over there, and uh, help a veteran. That's a very good cause, very good everything. So everybody, get your hot rods out. And it still amazes me how I'll go to different car shows and stuff, and all these hot rods show up that I've never seen before and stuff that's been hidden away in garages and stuff. So get your hot rods out. Let's go out and support the pathways and uh, nine to four, nine to three, uh, Saturday, November the fourth. We'll be there live nine to ten with the radio show. Who knows, Josh? We might have to give a few things more away in the radio show that day too. Yeah. While we're doing that, <laughs> and we want to we want to thank Bell Hamilton for their um, continued support for our show. So. Well, what's what we do? We try to give back to our communities where it's good and, and help us the pathways. It sounds like it's a great cause. We need to help support and stuff too. So appreciate that, Billy. We'll be there with flying colors. Uh, if they want to get a hold of me, I you know I can get my number out. People, if anybody has any questions, okay. 
That's 316-880-5988. All right. Any questions whatsoever, give Billy a call. He'll be able to answer that whatever and get you lined up and everything else, too. Is there a way to pre-register the cars or not? Are you just the day of the show? We're just going to do a day of the show. Okay. Uh, it's just going to be go through and, uh, you know, just go through the, that's, you know, kind of a rough parking lot to do over there as far as, you know, in and out. So we're just going to have one in, one out. And, uh, uh we are recommending anything. The clubs want to park together, you know, get there early. Um, so yeah. try, to get, try to get everybody to park together. So, yeah, exactly. So, but, <laughs> but the, the entrance will be there just on the, uh, Northwest corner of the church there, uh, right behind uh, Taco Bell there. Okay. Yep. Makes sense right where you're and at there. Everything roped off, you know, on the just to keep other, you know, other traffic flowing to that parking lot. So sure. Okay. Well, fantastic, but, Billy. Uh, it'll be a fun time, <laughs> November the fourth, and uh, hopefully we get a lot of cars, get a lot of money raised up for the pathways and everything else too. So if you got it. Any questions whatsoever about the car show, give Billy a call again. Billy, what's your number again? 316-880-5988. Perfect. Sounds good, Billy. Hey, we're, we're excited to come out there and uh, have some fun and uh, see how much money we can raise for uh, the pathways, pathways and stuff, too. So yep. anyway, so, you know, we probably ought to let's see here. I'm going to look at a calendar here real quick. We've got, uh, yeah, we've got two weeks. Two weeks. So, uh, two weeks, so two weeks, fantastic. So maybe next Saturday too, call in again. So, uh, yep. we can remind everybody again, what's okay. going on November the 4th and stuff too, Billy. And or if you got some other people, if your club that want to call in and talk about the show too, or what's going to happen stuff, be more than happy to have them on the air too. And talk about the car show November okay. the 4th. All right. Thanks a lot. Billy. Thanks for the call, buddy. Here. You bet. All right. Excited for the car show November the 4th, nine to three. Help supporting the pathways. So, uh, Delbert's got another question. With the strikes and 24s, will be a little delayed. So, talk about a little more on your predictions once the strike is over. Boy, howdy. I wish I had that prediction. <laughs> Delbert, I, uh, I, I don't know. I do know that Ford came out and did a, a broadcast with us to let us know of, of uh, the cars that have been at the plants that are shut down, uh, the amount of vehicles that are still sitting there waiting to get shipped out. So, there's quite a few cars still waiting to be shipped. So, I think we haven't seen any kind of a delays whatsoever yet but i know we're going to eventually there's going to be a ripple effect come down through there but what 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 it's going to be what it's going to turn out to be man i wish i knew i wish i had that magic wand magic deal whatever say what it's going to happen but uh again i that's where i'm still saying the the most hurt in my opinion of these strikes where it's really going to hurt the most it's going to hurt you the end consumer oh certainly not to yep. get the products and services you want at the time you want them and number two i don't care what anybody says it's just going to drive the price of these cars up uh, from that part and uh, everything else. I want everybody to have a good wage and everything else too. Uh, so I hope we can get this thing strike put behind us and get moving back forward again and everything else too. But we also want everybody to be able to purchase a vehicle at a fair and competitive price, you know, as well. Yeah, I agree. Agree a hundred percent. So anyway, I hope the strike's over quick. I hope it gets done so we can move on and we can keep moving forward. I mean, we just come out of COVID, we started getting a few things back on track and then boom, here comes a strike. It just seems like another, hit after another hit to try to keep inventory and everything available for the end consumer and stuff too. So uh, let's hope and pray that this thing gets done and over with and we can move on and make everybody happy from that standpoint. So anyway, Josh, uh, it's a beautiful Saturday out there. It is. Yep. Uh, it's fun to hear what's going to happen November the 4th. 
Got an exciting week coming up with Halloween coming around the corner too. Stuff so it's gonna we be do, fun. and then uh, you know, Hall- uh, not Halloween after Halloween, Thanksgiving. But you know, we were talking yep. about that already. It's early this year uh, as yep. well, uh, as far as uh, being being the earliest Thursday um, that that it could could be as well. So the the fleet of rental vehicles that Stan has over there, uh, definitely, if that's something that you're needing. Yeah. To, be don't, a part of don't, don't forget, forget about that and uh get get in line for your car if you need something bigger to get to grandma's house or a 12 or 15 passenger van just get, made it, get made an early it. reservation yeah. set up with stand over there go to rent so uh, just made a reservation with somebody the other day for thanksgiving very cool very cool so anyway we talked a lot about bg already everything exciting stuff we had with them yesterday over on the dinos that was fun and cool and uh before we get out of here let's talk about big corner creative yes yeah, our company we have but it's a great advertising company jesse's got a great crew of people over there Anything you need to do to help advertise your company or anything else from that part, if you need a vehicle wrap, window wrap, window tent, as those guys say, just Google us. I was on the phone with him uh, yesterday yep. uh, talking about something that we had going on uh, at the store or whatever, needing his help with something. And then uh, he had said, hey, hold on just a second. My phone's ringing. And it was somebody calling in needing pricing on when window tent or supposed to be on Monday. So, but yeah, he, and then I said, you know, how's the tent inside of this going? And he says, man, it's just crazy yep. uh, and then that individual that he was talking to wanted the whole front windshield tinted and so i asked him about that because i was like man it just seems like the visibility at night would be so restricted yeah. and he says man a lot of people do it a lot of people oh, put right. it on there and you know the other the pro to that to me is you know not able to see in a car out whatever but the sun rays not beating on my interior and all yeah, that kind of stuff yeah too, protecting that interior on the vehicle and being so much cooler i would definitely agree with that for sure so yeah uh, but it is becoming more and more popular you see it on a lot of uh, trades and used cars and stuff like that for sure so yep exactly. uh, and then he said he did it to his truck he loves it so i uh, i get it everybody's different yep. that's what, yep. what it amounts to yep. so, uh, so hey again everybody thanks for lo- listening thanks for call all the calls we had today and uh, the comments over on the right hand side of the call so everybody thanks again have a great saturday and we'll talk to you next saturday nine o'clock everybody have a great weekend <laughs>